HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Kane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit Kane5.com. I'm Erica Watts, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hi, and welcome to A Taste of the Past. I'm your host, Linda Palaccio, on this half-hour journey through culinary history. And as we record this, it is just a couple of days before the vernal equinox. The vernal equinox, of course, ushers in springtime, a time of rebirth, of new beginnings, a time to plant seeds. It's also the beginning of the ancient Persian New Year, and the celebration is called Nowruz. With me today is Persian cuisine guru, or the guru of Persian cuisine, as she's hailed, um, Najmie Batmanglish. And Najmie is the author of Food of Life, Asian, Persian, and Modern Iranian Cooking and Ceremonies, Silk Road Cooking, A Vegetarian Journey, and Happy No Ruse, Cooking with Children to Celebrate the Persian New Year. The Persian New Year, No Ruse, is certainly... A, a celebration for all the senses, and I'm very excited to learn from Najmie what exactly goes on in her family and in many families throughout this celebratory holiday, and what some of the fabulous dishes are that are prepared. So I am so happy to welcome cookbook author and culinary educator Najmie Batmanglish. Welcome, Najmie. Hi, Linda. Nice to, ha- to, to be in your program. Yes, and um, so tell me, are, are you already busy preparing dishes for the new year? <laughs> yes, actually, uh, I am. I just made a, a tray of baklava to take it to my sister tomorrow uh, because she's older in the family. We visit the old, older people in the family for the new year. We're all going to be gathered there. So I'm making cuckoo sabzi, fresh herbs cuckoo, which made of fresh herbs, a lot of eggs, and um, uh, and fried onions, and walnuts, and 
and the spices. What well, now that that is something that I did want to talk about as we got on to some of the foods and the recipes, um, cuckoo and and we will get to that because that is a traditional dish, the the fresh herb cuckoo, right? Right. Okay. Right. right. But let's back. It's, it's, well, yeah. let's back so, up a little bit and talk about. And first of all, talk about the celebration and um, and some of its roots, some of the history of the celebration. Okay. You know, in Iran, food is an essential part of every ceremony, and every ceremony has its own particular food. And for no rules, we have green menu, which we I will tell you about it, uh, cuckoo, noodle soup, and rice with fresh faba beans, fish, and, uh, and in some part of Iran, they even uh, have roasted spring lamb uh, with all their trimmings. And Nowruz, and now let me tell you a little bit about Nowruz. There's a month-long celebration. It starts two weeks before uh, Nowruz, it starts two weeks before the New Year. Um, the first appearance of the Nowruz is uh, uh, the appearance of the dancers and singers they call Haji Firuz. Haji Firuz disguise their faces with makeup and they're wearing red tall hats and red outfits, singing and dancing through the street in Iran and announcing arrival of the new year. Interesting. So this is the f- that's the first sign of sign that Nuruz is near. Aha, uh-huh. they they sing the uh, the coming of the celebration, right? They yes, dance and they, sing. Yeah. Yeah. They said, Haji Firuz is here. It's once a year. It's once a year. Everyone knows it's here. I know it's here. Nowruz is here. It's once a year. It's once a year. That's what they're, they're singing. Well, in, um, I noticed in your book you have a, there's a wonderful illustration of um, the, some of these singers and dances, uh, dancers um, and, um, and the verse, probably the verse you just... Um, that you just told yeah. us, and it gives you that sense of of levity, of, of, of joy. Everyone dancing around and and getting ready to party. Yes. Now this holiday is, I mean, it's over three thousand years old, right? Yes, the, the it is. The uh, roots uh, goes back to at least two thousand five hundred years. Um, has been celebrated and goes back to Persepolis, the ancient capital of the first Persian Empire. Mm. So it's not only Iranian, but many people from different parts of the world celebrate Nowruz. Right, and Persia example, and the Persian Empire at that time, of course, right. uh, was yes. quite took Good. over quite quite a lot right. of uh, area. For example, part of China, India. In Tajikistan, Afghanistan, in Azerbaijan, and Kurdistan, they all celebrate Nowruz. Uh, and and you see uh, today, Iranians inside Iran as well as in exile celebrate Nowruz more than ever because it unifies their Iranian identity. So uh, uh-huh. we we see more than ever celebration. And um, something that I read, and, and perhaps you would know, that um, Iran has celebrated Nowruz nonstop through all the, you know, the different incursions and the Soviets' uh, takeover, and um, where a lot of other countries did not celebrate it. 
Um, but Iran never never interrupted their celebration. They always, every year, always celebrated the holiday. Yes, that's, that's because it's in, they want to connect with themselves with the ancient roots. Mm-hmm. They want to reinforce their Persianness <laughs> through well, the ages. <laughs> you know, it's it's not uncommon for so many different cultures to to tie their holidays and celebrations to to the seasons. You know, uh, yes. for instance, the vernal equinox, the upturn, uh, the um, winter solstice, you know, yes. um, ancient Greeks obviously did, and, and ancient Native Americans. Um, so I was really, really intrigued and, and interested reading the background of of Nowruz and um, and the wonderful celebrations that take place, particularly the setting of the table, the haft scene. Can you yes. describe for us what the haft scene is? Haft scene. Um, in every Iranian household, a special cloth spread on a Persian carpet or on a table. And seven dishes start with letter S or sin in Persian. Sin. Sin means uh, the letter S. This, yes. Sin yeah. in Persian. Or arranged on the table. They called sofre half. Sin half means seven. Sin is the, the letter S. Actually, have seen, uh, which I call it Noru's table, have seen based on fertility, rebirth, and renewal. Hmm. You see apples, hyacinths, sprout, white olive, garlic, vinegar, and you see candles, mirror, eggs, coins, um, and of course, Noru's sweets, such as baklava. Mm, and you just finished and, preparing and the tray. And a right? lot of uh, gluten-free pastries, such as almond cookies, rice cookies, chickpea cookies, walnut cookies, that are all been cooked since ancient times. And any particular reason, I mean, just the fact that they've been cooked since ancient, they're ancient recipes, no particular reason that they are gluten-free. It just happens, <clears throat> excuse me, that they are gluten-free. Because, you know, because uh, cultivating wheat was very expensive. So mm. they was, that was alternative with a lot of other people. You know, you remember that's the ancient times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had to use, for example, chickpea was much easier to make chickpea powder and make cookies with chickpeas. Right. And almonds, uh, in the ancient records we have almonds. We have, almonds was part of Iranian culture since ancient time. We have uh, almond pastries with, uh, with rose water and honey, uh, 2,500 years. Herodotus talks about it, actually. So almond is part of Persian, and, of course, walnut trees. It's very famous in Iran. Oh, right. So it's, it's one of the reasons uh, that they use gluten-free because of alternatives. Now, how many days um, total are their feasts? Yeah. The Persian New Year actually is one month long, long. So it's two weeks before the New Year. Um, we have uh, in, uh, in the Persian kitchen, you, you see the, in the Persian kitchen they start making pastries. And they are coloring eggs, germinating seeds. Then um, the last day of uh, the last Tuesday nights of the old year before Nowruz, in the early evening, children dressed in sheet as ghosts, banging pots and pans with spoons, go door to door asking for trick or treats. Huh. Much very much very much like 
uh, Halloween in, in, in America. Right, right. And later, when the darkness falls, bonfire are lit on public places and, um, and of, of course, in the private gardens. Adults and children uh, jump over the flames, shouting, give me your beautiful red color and take back my sickly pallor. So uh, that's one of the ceremonies, and very special dishes cooked in that day, in that day, which is noodle soup, and uh, and 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 a special uh, fruits and nuts. Well, uh, um, similar to the Chinese tradition, um, which obviously stems the same, all the same, uh, the Chinese yeah. New Year, uh, noodles have um, they do have a significance, do they yes. not? Yes. Noodles, you must eat noodles. Uh, sometimes some family, they make noodle rice, reshte uh, polo, and the other family, they make noodle soup, or shreshte, which uh, noodles represent part of life. Um, by eating them, you use, uh, you unraveling the difficulties of your life. You know, so it's, it, you must eat noodles. Sometimes they make it at the, on the uh, eve of the uh, Wednesday, sometimes they make it on the first day of Noru's, the noodle soup or noodle rice. Mm. So noodle is very important, yes. Yeah. Eggs as well is very important because eggs represent fertility. Right, and, and that's rebirth. why you have cocoa. Mm-hmm. And, okay, and fish so- represent life. That's why you have fish, definitely. Uh, so if there were one, um, well, obviously you just said fish and, and eggs uh, and uh, the, the sprouts, the, um, the green herbs, the fresh herbs. If there were one dish in particular that to you uh, signifies the Nowruz celebration, what would it be? Yes, rice with fresh herbs, mm. very much with fish. That's uh, rice because pr- pr- represent prosperity and herbs represent renewal. Um, they call sabzi poloba mahi with fish, served with fish, uh, which very much is uh, associated with Persian New Year. Interesting, yeah. Okay, so now we get to come to what is cuckoo? Okay. Cuckoo uh, if, I mean, is very if, much like, like quiche without the... The French quiche without the pastry, uh-huh. or, or or Italian frittata, is is a sort of omelet, a thick omelet, with a lot of fried onions. In in, in my my cuckoo, it has a lot of fried onions and walnuts and uh, and eggs, a lot of eggs and tons of herbs, chopped fresh herbs, aromatic herbs, and. Um, you can cook it in the oven or uh, on on the stove. Well. It's an ancient recipe, so I would imagine it was cooked on an outdoor fire. Yes, yes, right. yeah. and they put the, the, the yes, and they turn over. They will turn over the cuckoo. They cook one side and then turn over the other side. Hmm, interesting. So that's, that's what they did. That's right. Well, you it's have a very primitive way of making a dish. Yeah, and you have many different recipes for different variations in um, cuckoo. Yes, yes, in the food cuckoo, of life. It's that's right. Cuckoo is a favorite of Iranians, you know, you can make cuckoo and keep it in, I think, in the ancient culture because of lack of refrigerator cuckoo was a fantastic dish you can keep it in a cool place 
for at least two, three days. Well, as a special treat for our listeners, we are going to post the recipe for your fresh herb cuckoo on uh, on okay. the show page, so they'll be able that's, to see that. And uh, and it and that's why I wanted you to to say that it was like a you know a frittata or a, a quiche because I looked at it and I said ah yes of course cuckoo the egg dish you know it's the egg based dish and and not terribly difficult to make so it's I think it's a nice entry for people wanting to uh, to explore some Persian cuisine. It's, you know, it seems like it's very straightforward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And you have to wash your herbs thoroughly and dry them thoroughly. That's the secret. And, and that's, so that's the secret of making good fresh herb cook. Right. Uh, there, I want to talk about more of the specific recipes and some of the, um, the spices, the unusual spices that are used. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the spices that are important in the Persian food. You are listening to Vroom Vroom by Ball of Flame Shoot Fire. This is a taste of the past on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. Thank you for listening to this show. In our industrial world of highly processed food and wine, we support the values of Heritage Radio Network. All of us at Kane encourage you to seek out individuality and beauty in everything you eat and drink. To learn more about us, go to Kane5.com. And we are back. I'm speaking with Najmi Abet Manglij uh, about Nowruz, the Persian New Year and Rite of Spring. And Najmi, I wanted to talk about uh, herbs and spices that are used in Persian cook that have been used the, the, in, for centuries in um, the cooking of the uh, Persian Empire. One particular, or two actually, two particular um, things that came to note that are used quite often in your recipes, the use of barberries and yes. sumac. Yes, that's right. Barberries is kind of berries, the bush berries in uh, eastern Iran, actually in Birjant, um, then uh, harvested during the month of November. Uh, it's indigenous to Iranian cooking. It's, you get it in, from Iran and you have to soak it. Uh, because it has a lot of sand, and you have to soak it and, and then drain it and caramelize it and before you're using it. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful dish. In Iran, you can, I was there last summer, they use barberry juice. Uh, vendors on the streets, they, have, they give you barberry juice. They say it's, it's, it's a very powerful juice. It cleans you, so you have to have it at least once a year. And they dry, they use it in all kinds of dishes. I love barberry. Mm, interesting. <laughs> um, and does it have somewhat of a bitter, um, a bitter flavor naturally? A, 
no, it's very sour, actually. The, the sour. sour oh, sour, yeah. It's a berry. Oh, a souring, it's, right, a souring. It's a red, sour berries, right. And then... Um, uh, like pomegranate. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. The seeds should be the color of pomegranate. Good fresh barberries. The the the, the season should be should be red like pomegranate seeds. Those of you to to listening to this program do not get barberry which they are dark brown. That shows that belong to the last season. There are old barberries. Uh huh. Okay. So um, what, and sumac a lot. Now, sumac has really come, kind of come back in, uh, come back in fashion. I mean, never left, but um, it is having a bit of um, a rise in popularity in a lot of the um, recipes in America today, which, you know, ordinarily were not found. But sumac is something that's, that's very common to a lot of the Persian recipes, right? That's right. So sumac is also is berries, clusters. It mm-hmm. looks like a grapes comes in the clusters, and uh, the, the, in Iran you have different kind of dark brown and you have red kind of sumac, and then they use it as, as a rub mixture, rubbing fish. Uh, it's a, it's a sour. Also, is a sour agent, mm-hmm. for, uh, and then you, you combine with lime juice. Make it perfect and delicious for if you rub your fish with salt, pepper, and um, and and sumac. That's a great thing with for fish, for chicken. Uh, inside out, you rub it with sumac's mixture uh, and roast your chicken. It's heavenly. Uh, well, I want to I want to ask about um, a lot of the recipes that you of course, um, are familiar with and uh, that appear in your books and and certainly that you teach others. Are these recipes that, um, are are they written down anywhere, you know, that if from history that you've gathered or are they passed down from one generation, like a mother to a daughter? Yes. uh, My first cookbook, which was about 250 pages, I wrote it about... 35 years ago uh, was my mother recipe passed on to me mm-hmm. and from her. And then uh, then I started to do research. I read everything was about Persian foods and literature. I found in Book of the King, for example, one recipe of the use of uh, lamb with rose water and saffron kebab, for example. Mm-hmm. And then I used a lot of uh, 10th century cookbook, 13th century cookbook, and 15th century book. We have a book of Boshaqwa Atameh, which is a whole book uh, attributed to Persian food, but it's in poetry, which I found a lot of recipe, for example, Iranian used to have dumpling, a lot of dumpling, bulgur, and pasta. Last 500 years, now we have rice. So a lot of travel, uh, travel log. I read a lot of travel log. The, for example, Jean Chardin talks about Persian food in 16th century Safavid's court. And then we have uh, uh, this. I did a lot of research, and then I, when I find a new recipe in some kind of literature. I include it in my book. So uh, now I have the, my Food of Life cookbook. It has about 640 pages 
for every recipe there is a vegetarian recipe because of my someone of my son is vegetarian and uh, I include a number of recipes which I found it in in old books yeah, well so in in essence the new edition of food of life actually doubled in size right yeah and it, right. it is and I have to say it is a gorgeous book um, and the photography makes it so exciting because the fact that it is um, a very interesting and foreign culture to many of us seeing the pictures just brings it all to life and as you say the the color for Nowruz being red there is a lot of beautiful reds coming out in so many of the of the photos and i found that to be um yeah, yeah very for interesting for iranian feasting your eyes is as important in your taste buds so that's that's one of the important elements yeah that's that's one colorful yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you feel has been the um, influence of Persian food on world cuisine? Um, a big question, well, um, but I mean, it's... For <laughs> <laughs> um, example, it, noodle. Mm-hmm. Did you know that uh, technique for grinding wheat for pasta making um, traveled first to China and did you know that the art of noodle making um, traveled to Italy 200 years before Marco Polo took them to Italy? Yes. So that's one of noodle is one of the things. Right. And there are some dishes still in eastern Iran that they have noodle cooked noodle in yogurt sauce. So uh, before uh, tomato introduced to the new world. It seems Iranian used yogurt as a sauce. And then later on, tomato replaced the yogurt. So we have noodles in yogurt sauce. So you, yeah. That's one of the things. Um, what, about, uh, what about rice? And then when rice was introduced? Yes. yes. Rice, last 500 years, rice has been introduced to Iranian cooking. Of course, we know what the second Persian Empire, six, uh, 1600 years ago, there was mention of rice uh, in their uh, kitchen, but rice become popular last 500 years in Iran. First in uh, the royal courts, they, you know, they made elaborated rice. They always cooked rice, white rice. They parboiled the rice in salt and then shocked them with cool water and then steamed them with uh, clarified butter, uh, rose water, saffron, and the result is delicious and heavenly rice, very fluffy and separated. Yeah, I mean, it's all it on its own. All in the treatment of the rice, yes. obviously, not yes. just in the yes. ingredient. And yes. well, and now we see recipe. Well, you mentioned um, several of the different palaos, and and if you look at the word and then you realize palau, yes. polu, yes. pilaf, I mean, they're all very yes. similar, right? Yes. Biri- and then, of course, we have biryani yes. in India, but all similar types of treatment to um, to the rice. You've mentioned walnuts, pomegranates, barberries, sumac, chickpeas, uh, obviously noodles, fresh herbs, and, and, and rice. Are there any other ingredients you can think of that are essential essential to Persian cuisine and or perhaps um, what you would consider most important? Essential, I mean almond. Almonds, almond yes, is a good course. example. Almond has been there since 
ancient time, mm-hmm. you know, 2,500 years ago, Herodotus talks about a pastry with almond, honey, and rose water. And, 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 and you know, we, we know French macaroon made, made with almond sugar that has become very popular in America today mm-hmm. is a, a direct descendant of a Persian dessert with almonds and honey. And, and rose water. And the they had ro- rose they water. used rose water, and the French did not, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. Up to 17th century, macaroon, rose water, macaroon was made with rose water mm-hmm. and orange blossoms, right? And it disappeared somehow. Hmm. So uh, that's one of the uh, almond. Is it's been all um, we know of almonds is one of the essential ingredients. Perhaps marzipan traveled to Italy via Iran. Oh. Well, uh, you know, um, Iran and, and, of course, um, the Middle East is so much in the news uh, these days, but I think that it's so much more important for us to or to step back and look at the culture as a whole, and, and particularly by looking at this celebration of Nowruz, it is it just give such wonderful insight into, and this is a secular holiday, Nowruz, it's, it's, right? Yes, Nowruz is not a religious holiday, it's an spiritual holiday, it's a celebration of the earth, a renewal of uh, earth, it's, it's, it's uh, everyone can enjoy it, no matter where you are, mm-hmm. and so it's, it has been, uh, Iranians are very much since ancient and very much in tune with nature. So for every season, there is a celebration, mm-hmm. and every season they have their own menu and uh, own ceremonies. Right. So that's, that's very Persian. Well, and I think, yeah, very, and, and I thank ancient. you for sharing, sharing the Nowru celebration with us as, as much as our time would allow. I would love to be actually sitting at a table with you and going through each dish and tasting each dish. <laughs> but, <Okay. laughs> but your description was wonderful, and, um, and I thank you so much. And I encourage people to go to your website as well, which is najmie.com, and they'll see that when they, see, when they go on to the show. They'll see the spelling. And... Um, and the the books, all the books are are wonderful explorations into Persian cooking and history. And thanks so much for sharing it with me. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to A Taste of the Past, and I'm your host, Linda Palaccio. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>